The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, if you missed that, uh, you can catch that up until 3 o'clock today, at which time he'll be live. By the way, it was very interesting um, <clears throat> looking at how many of uh, early America's universities were created and what that basis was for. Um it was just very interesting uh, seeing that. So if you missed it, you want to check that out, you can do that. Also, on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live. Now, it'll look a little different when you go over there than the people are seeing on the video. I don't, Again, I don't know why 
This doesn't translate out into other browsers. It works in Firefox, and Google is running behind, and I really want to toss Google, but i got to take the time to put Dissenter up. Uh, I've got it, but i just got to get used to using it in that capacity. Anyway, on the right side of the page where we're streaming live, click the play button, blow it up whatever device you got. Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. When you do that, click on that, and you can join us in the chat over there. Rumble, we're streaming to on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Please subscribe to that channel, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, before it's news.com, top of the page there. We're also streaming on Twitch at the Real Tim Brow uh, and the number two. Leave off the end, put a number two there. Also, um, the Real Tim Brown on Twitch, and uh, you can... Yeah, you can catch us on all those, but wherever, whatever it goes down on you on, and I'm I'm on a couple of Facebook pages with my name on it, personal and uh, public as well. Whatever pages it goes on, if it goes down, go to sonslibertymedia.com, top of the page. No need, no need to write me and say, hey, where are you guys at? Go to sonslibertymedia.com. That's where we're going to be. Okay, one way or the other, we'll figure out a way to put it on there. Okay, all right, and right up under that is where you can sign up for our newsletter. If you want our ministry email, that comes from sonsoflibertyradio.com. If you want to donate to us, there's a donate button at the top of the page, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. Those are there. Our store is available. This week we are highlighting Bradley's drum pad again. 50 bucks, no promo code. That's through Saturday night at midnight if you want to pick that up. 50 bucks for the drum pad, which is a drummer's metronome. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff uh, to help you, or you've got somebody who's a drummer and you'd like to get them a gift or something like that, that's available to you guys uh, as well. <clears throat> now, I've had some requests, and I've been pondering it and how I can do it. Um, it's not doing it. It's finding the time to do it. I, I promised a guy I would try to get a an advertisement for um, a Tactical Civics out for Red State Talk Radio, and I, I just had, I wrote it, and then some, the thing happened with my computer, and I lost it, so I've got to write it again, I've got to take the time to record it, put some music with it, or whatever, um, so it's not an issue of do, wanting to do something, it's often having the time to do it. Anyway, people have asked, hey, would you do a Sunday show? Um, I won't do a show. But what I what I have been contemplating is maybe getting on and doing like what I do with my family when we have a snowstorm or something like that, which happens maybe once or twice a year if we have something like that, uh, to where we can't you know get together with the people of God on on the Lord's Day. Well, <clears throat> I, I don't mind breaking out some of the Spurgeon sermons and reading them if you don't mind hearing them. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try. I'm not saying I will, but I'm going to try. To prepare for this Sunday, okay, um, to do a or have a presentation of me reading Spurgeon. How's that? Does that sound good? Uh, we'll we'll do something like that. Uh, there may be some other guys. I've got uh, some Simeon stuff, uh, Charles Simeon, which is he's a great guy, um, and some others. So I may mix some things up, but we'll try this Sunday if I can, if I can get it ready for Saturday. Uh, and upload it so that it's automatic, it will go out. But here's the thing. It will not go out on our Rumble channel because that's specifically for the radio show, okay? So if you're on Rumble and you want to hear this, you're going to have to go to one of the other outlets, okay? The the Facebook page, the DLive, or something. I'll ask Michael. I don't know if we'll put it up on Before It's News or not. Maybe we'll put it up there. I'll ask him about that. Um, and, and the other ones. Okay. So if you're interested in that, 
Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll try to do that, and I'll try to schedule it around 11 a.m. I if as long as it's under two gigabytes, and um, I can upload it to Restream, they can schedule it. So that's a good thing. So I got to keep it under the two gigabytes. But if that's helpful to you guys who don't have a church family, uh, because you can't find anybody who's really teaching the Word of God. And by the way, let me let me just address that for a second. If you don't find anybody who's teaching every little detail that that you think ought to be taught, that's no reason not to go. Okay, you may be the instrument that God uses in there. Now, don't go in there and cause trouble. But privately, you want to talk with elders, you want to talk with the people, whatever. Don't go in there to cause division. But go in there and speak to them, you know, privately and say, hey, you know, I've got this concern about whatever you're teaching, whatever. Work with them in there. The body is to help one another. And when one's out, one's disjointed, one's uh, out of where they should be, they're, they're, you may have the, that particular gift or that insight to come and help them. We're to help one another, okay? So I've heard people leave for some of the silliest things sometimes. Um, and... Uh, you know, unless it's like a completely heretical view or you get into some kind of strange dispensationalism, especially a John Hagee type of dispensationalism where you've got two roads of salvation. You've got a covenant for the Jews and a covenant for Christians um, and some nonsense like that. Uh, most of the time, you can endure differences uh, between your brothers and sisters. Okay, You, you can uh, but many people can't find a church that will even preach it, let alone try to live it or call their people to live it. And so it, this is what this is for. This is not to substitute a church. That's not what, what my aim is. I think you need to be with the people of God. Even if you gather, invite a couple of neighbors around from the community uh, to gather with you, and you read the Word of God aloud. You know, one of the interesting things is when you read about in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, and I'll just do this before we get into everything. When you go to the book of Acts, one of the things you see is the brethren have gathered together uh, for the breaking of bread, and Paul shows up, and he begins to teach them, and he teaches until midnight. And you remember the guy is so sleepy in the window, he falls out of the window and dies, and Paul has to go down there and you know, give him life again, right? But they were meeting there together without Paul. They were breaking bread. That's a that's a form of communion. And then they would have, obviously, that would be tied to their love feast that they had. They would bring together food together, make sure everybody had a good meal for the, for the week. It was part of demonstrating their love for one another. They were doing that without Paul. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have elders. We don't have deacons. We do have those things in the church. But I'm just saying they were meeting that way. And if you're in a situation, then invite people over. Show hospitality to them. Um, and get together and at least read the Word of God. You can trust God will teach them. You can trust that. You really can. All right, so today, <clears throat> going to hit on a couple of things. You remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Dr. William Mackus up uh, on, on the show from Canada, and Dr. Mackus had been pointing out all of these Canadian doctors that had died from the experimental COVID shot. And uh, he told us at that time, he said, by the time we're doing this interview, it's probably double that. Now, I did the interview with Dr. Mackus, like right at the end of September. We played it the first week in October. And uh, I just got yesterday the letter that Dr. Mackus had put out with regard to this. And it's more than double. It's not double. It's more than double from what he, what he 
told us two weeks ago. Now, um, <clears throat> excuse me. These are some of the images. For those of you who are on the video platforms, you'll see these. You'll see some new faces in this. You'll see some of the ones we had from before. These are the 80 doctors who have lost their lives basically, I want to say in the past 16 months or so, um, in Canada following the coercion. And I'm going to use the term coercion because force is a little, maybe a little strong simply because these people had a choice. They could have said, you can have my job. I'm not taking that thing. I know what it does to people, but they succumb to it. And then following the shot, they're dead. And they have a wide variety of age ranges. Uh, I think the youngest one is this young lady right here who died in a car wreck in Ireland. Um, and Dr. Mackis was talking about her. And there was another lady. I want to say maybe she was up top somewhere, but uh, I can't remember. All the, all the pictures are in different places now. The one that we did before, she was the lady was right beside her. Um, <clears throat> but there was another lady who died in a car wreck, too. And he said it was very strange how the, the, the car wrecks that they had, the other people weren't killed. Now, that happens on occasion, but there's some things where he was tying in blood clots and what they would cause and these kinds of things. Anyway, these are the 80 doctors here who have died in Canada. 80. I mean, think about it. Think about it yourself. When was the last time that you heard in a period of a little over a year 80 doctors dying from a single entity like Canada. Well, when was the last time that you heard something like that? Yeah, I have, I've never heard something like that, ever. So Dr. Mackis wrote to the Canadian Medical Association, the, the presidents there, Dr. Alika LaFontaine and Dr. Catherine Smart. And I just want to read you what he wrote there because... He is, he's, I don't think he's a guy, you guys saw him, he's very uh, stoic in his presentation and stuff, and uh, I don't think he's trying to grandstand, I think he really has a concern for what's going on. And here's what he said, on September the 3rd, 2022, I wrote you a letter regarding the sudden and unexpected deaths of 32 young Canadian doctors since the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines. And I raised concerns about COVID-19 vaccines and vaccine mandates contributing to these sudden deaths. The letter went viral on social media. It was viewed by millions of people worldwide, was translated into dozens of languages, and became the topic of numerous podcasts, media interviews, internet videos, and news articles. And again, we'll have our interview with Dr. Mackis up in the archives. There has been a tremendous interest worldwide into what is killing Canada's fully COVID-vaccinated young doctors. By the way... You guys did see that little back and forth where the Pfizer guy said, oh, we didn't test it for transmission. We didn't test the, the, the shot that we're fraudulently calling a vaccine. We did not test it for transmission. We didn't test it to see if it was going to you know, prevent somebody from getting really getting sick. We didn't do that. No, we didn't do that at all. In fact, that's our cafe going right there. Um, <clears throat> what he said, what he went on to say was, he said, there has been a tremendous interest worldwide into what is killing Canada's fully COVID-19 vaccinated young doctors. Unfortunately, Canada's healthcare leaders, including CMA 
Do not share this interest. Both of you failed or refused to respond to my letter, and you also failed or refused to respond to inquiries made by American philanthropist Mr. Stephen Kirsch, which we we have uh, uh, an article out that cites him as well, and I'll bring that up in just a little bit, as well as inquiries made by journalists. I am now providing you an update with information about 80 young Canadian doctors who died suddenly and unexpectedly since the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines. Four more doctors have died since my previous letter, and these unexpected deaths are accelerating. You cannot continue to ignore this. In other words, he's putting them on notice. You are overseeing a genocide. And if it's happening among 80 doctors, which there's a small number, like when I talk about celebrities, there's a small number of doctors. What do you think it's doing to the general population? That's what he's putting them on notice about. He continues, my team has assembled a database of 1,638 Canadian doctor deaths during the period 2019 to 2022, with 972 of them from CMA's own website. Our preliminary analysis of this extensive data suggests that Canadian doctor deaths under age 50 in 2022 will be twofold higher compared to the 2019-2020 average. And this is not from their alleged mythical covid that's not it's from the shot there's no doubt in my mind it's from the shot okay and then he says and canadian doctor deaths under age 30 are eightfold higher now stop and think about that for just a minute we were told at the beginning of this planned genocide let's not call it a pandemic let's call it a planned genocide that's what it is that the elderly were the most at risk, right? That's what we're told. We're told the younger that you go down, the least you, the you know, you're you're hardly at any risk. In fact, children weren't even. We had we had uh, Joe the usurper Biden telling us that um, you know children, you don't have to worry about it. Remember those videos? You don't have to worry about taking the shot because you're you. It, this hardly affects any of you guys. Now they're pushing it on the kids. Now they're pushing on the kids. And we're having kids come out. Kids! Not middle-aged adults, not elderly people. Kids with myocarditis. Kids dropping dead. I'm telling you, SIDS, that whole sudden infant death syndrome, I'm telling you right now, I believe it's the result of vaccines. The old style. I believe it's the result of the old style vaccines. We, but we're, we're having this. Under 30, doctors' deaths age under 30 are eightfold higher. That's what Dr. Macus says. He goes on and he says, McMaster University recently announced the sudden deaths of three young fully COVID-vaccinated medical residents during the summer of 2022, which is unprecedented. Yeah, I'd say so. Three of them? Hmm. Hmm. All Canadian medical students and residents were full were forced into unscientific, unethical, cruel, and, un, and harmful COVID-19 vaccine mandates. I implore you again to remember your Hippocratic Oath and your own CMA Code of Ethics and call for an immediate halt to all COVID-19 vaccine mandates in Canadian healthcare. They're not going to do it, Dr. Macus, and I'm going to tell you why. They're probably getting kickbacks from Big Pharma. 
or if they're not getting kickbacks from Big Pharma, the government is holding it over their head. They're going to do to them what they did to Pastor Artur Pavlovsky. They're going to throw them in jail. They're going to strip them naked. They're going to put them in a cage. They're going to try to get people to kill them. If they haven't come out now, I don't know what it's going to take for them to come out. I just, I don't know what it's going to take to come out. You can read the entire letter there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I've got it posted. Uh, you can also see the um, the interview that we had with Dr. Macus on that. This is a serious thing. Why is it, why is it that we have focused so much on that? As Look, we haven't been the only outlets to do that. But I'll tell you what, the other outlets that are doing it aren't from the Mockingbird Media, that's for sure. No, those guys are getting their pay. You follow the money. They get their pay from the big pharma. That who that's who does our advertising. This is brought to you by Pfizer. We played the videos over and over and over throughout the years brought to you by Pfizer. They're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. And this is why there has to be a cut. Look, years ago I made the point. Do you guys remember when um uh <clears throat> the federal government was actually bringing, you know, before uh, Biden, they were actually bringing uh, some of the military surplus vehicles and stuff over, back over. And what they were doing was they were giving them to the states. They were giving them to local law enforcement, sheriff's departments, police departments, and all this. And I warned you then, I said, the people need to cut the ties with this and say, no, you cannot accept that. What does a local police department need with an MRAP? Seriously. Oh, Tim, you don't know the LAPD is fighting all these drug lords. Well, how about stop engaging in the war on drugs? If you want a war on drugs, I got a place where you can go. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. I got a place where you guys can go. Take your MRAPs and deal with the real criminals who are third largest killers of Americans in this country, according to the FDA's own website. There's where you can go take the fight. Go deal with those guys. Oh, but fentanyl is... Are you telling me... And look, I'm not promoting fentanyl. I'm not promoting any of the other stuff that's that puts people out of their minds and makes them go bonkers. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is a known issue is that pharmaceuticals are killing people. And medical malpractice. Right there with it. It's killing people. So why aren't you using the MRAPs on those guys? Not that you would need them. Why aren't you doing that? Because you're following a narrative that you've been given in which God's creation, in many cases, has been condemned and banned while man's synthetic pharmaceutical poisons are promoted. Hear me clearly on that. Where you stand on those things does deal with an issue of what you think about liberty. Because you cannot go and make what God has said is good and say, no, 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 we got to ban that. We can't have that and this, that, and the other. And you can say, oh, but it's okay for this other. And the, and the, and the further thing is, what business has got government control or government have controlling those things? Is that their job? No, it's not their job. Their job is to secure your liberty. And again, we can go into a, a whole show about what real liberty is. 
And I would start with Scripture. You know, Romans 14 is very clear. There is the weaker brother who can't drink wine or can't eat meat. And we're to love that brother. We're not to tempt him with it. We're not to... Do it, but we are to strengthen him. We should challenge him with the Scriptures to, to strengthen him, to make him strong. Whether he eats meat or whether he drinks wine is, is his business. But so that he understands, look, you have liberty of conscience where you are. And I have liberty of conscience where I am. And we love one another in the sense that we're not going to put a stumbling block in front of the other just because we have liberty to do so. Or not put to put a stumbling block, but a liberty to eat meat or drink wine. We're not going to do that. Why? Because we love one another. And we want to build one another up. We want to strengthen one another. That's what we want to do. There's other things, too, that Paul talks about. Those who observe certain days. You know, if there's people who want to continue on remembering, you know, holy days and this, that, and the other, knock yourself out. That's your con whatever your conscience is leading you in. You are responsible for that. But that's the weaker brother. The stronger brother is to encourage them, is to teach them, is to come alongside them. Not to harass them, not to beat them up. It is an issue of we love them and we want them to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Okay, So that's what it is. And why has the Sons of Liberty been speaking out on this issue of these shots? Well, one, because we see it. there's a murder that's going on. There's, there's vast genocide that's going on. But we're, we're given an application, and I think this is a good area where we can show application from interpretation okay this comes from ezekiel 33 and beginning at verse 3 we see if when he seeth the sword he's talking about the watchman who's on the wall and when he seeth the sword come upon the land he blow the trumpet and warn the people then whoso he, whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning if the sword come and take him away his blood shall be upon his own head he heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning his blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman upon, unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die if thou, shalt, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity. You think God's getting a point across here that there's some wicked people going on? Yeah. But his blood will I require at thine hand. He's going to answer for his own wickedness, but you, you're, you're required to warn them. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. What's the point of the watchman? It is to warn, is it not? It is to warn. It is to warn. And people are then responsible for what they do with that warning, they can poo-poo it and say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a tinfoil hat person, you're, you're out to lunch, you're, you're not in this realm, <laughs> whatever the case may be. They can poo-poo it, or they can say, you know what, I see what you're saying, I've done my own due diligence, I've seen what's going on, and I agree with you, and I'm going to be on the watch and stop what I'm doing that's wicked. Good, that, that's what we hope for, that's what we desire, right? All right. So <clears throat> this is why we've made 
the COVID shot stuff a big deal on the show. In fact, I, I often think if I were living in the 1930s and 40s, how could, how could you not speak out against the atrocities that were happening to the people around you? Not just in Germany, but the places they invaded, Austria, uh, Romania, all, all these other places that, they, that this influx of this kind of thinking went into. How could you not speak out against it? Hungary. How could you not? How could that not be almost daily your news that you were telling people that you were being a watchman on the wall? I don't. I don't think that you could and have a good, uh, you know, a, a a sincere conscience. I don't think you could do that. So that's why we do what we do here at the Sons of Liberty in calling these things out and pointing these things out. I may mention to you the other day about uh, that guy Dave. He's a um, uh, bodybuilder, and um, what he was what he was engaged in, and you know how he said, "Oh, you can use me as a test, and um, you know if I die, well then, okay, you're right, and if but but if I don't, then you need to admit you're wrong and all this other stuff." And he laid all these things out on you if you're wrong. Okay, all you people that like Dave's post, guess what? Dave was wrong. Oh, well, Tim, you don't know he died of that. You know, I was born on a day it wasn't yesterday, all right? And I can add two and two. And I'm telling you right now, that's exactly what's going to happen. All right? That's what's going to happen. All right? Here's another one. This is out of Australia. They got a way to stop the people from being so quote unquote vaccine hesitant or hesitant excuse me about taking the experimental deadly covid shot they're trying every way they can if these people aren't if um, if they aren't the devil incarnate i don't know what is you talking to, look the devil is slick i want to get on want to make sure you 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 see what i'm saying here the devil doesn't come to you with a pitchfork and horns and a tail and a little red, you know, suit like you see in the old times. You know, it's got the little flap on the backside so you can go to the bathroom. And all. No, he doesn't come like that. He comes as the big buff bodybuilding guy. He comes to you as this scantily clad woman. He comes to you in as an angel of light. The Bible says he comes to you as something that is desirable, something, you know, we see it in the garden that the serpent. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about snakes. I am not a fan of snakes. I know they're God's creation. They're wonderfully created and all this other and they have a good purpose. I get it. I do get it. But they give me the creeps. Just to watch a move gives me the creeps. Okay. He doesn't come to you like that. He comes to you as something desirable. And the serpent did that with Eve. He's taught, She's actually having a conversation. She's not freaked out that he's there. She's having a conversation with him. And he beguiles her. He deceives her. This is how Satan comes. This is why I warn about the, the, the two-party system. Everybody's got the face mask off in Democrat Party, right? In the Republican Party, which everybody thinks is the party of God, which is not, Look at how they come at you. They come at you talking some of the same language you talk. 
They come speaking the things that you think you understand when they say it. And they say it to have gain over you. That's what they do. They say it to take gain over you. They're going to continue pushing the same agenda as the other guys. I, I don't know how clearer we could have done that with, with Donald Trump. As showing it. Telling you one thing. Oh yeah, he threw you some bones. No question about it. There, there's some good things that were tossed in with the bad. But overall, the same agenda continued. And this is what we we're trying to show you. And I'm going to talk about Trump in just a little bit. But here's something coming out of Australia. They're now, in order to get people to continue taking the shots, and they, we showed you some of the video of Australians who were going through the graveyard. And it wasn't, you know, when you, if you pass a cemetery, if you're, if you're even paying attention now, uh, you pass a cemetery, you might see a couple of tents here in the States. You know, usually it's, well, down south it's Carruthers or, you know, maybe it's some local funeral home or something like that. You'll see a couple of these green tents that are set up where they're having the graveside service and they bury the person. There might be, there may be like a couple, maybe four or five in, in an average cemetery, four or five at the most. They were going through and there were freshly dug graves that they were counting upwards of a hundred in Australia. Now Australia is tempting people to go take the deadly experimental COVID shots by offering them a free funeral. Now that alone right there should be enough to say, wait a minute, why would you offer me a free funeral? You want me to take something that I'm already aware, at least in most cases, I would think people would be aware. This has killed my, my cousin. This killed my sister. This killed my mother. This killed my father, or whatever the case may be. And some people are still ignorant that it's, it's actually killing millions of people around the world. I, it, would it would it click in your mind? Wait a minute, why are you offering me a free funeral? And by the way, it isn't even guaranteed because if you're dead, your next of kin has to apply for it, and then they will determine whether or not they'll pay for it. Hmm. Yeah, you can check this out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll have it in the archive a little later on. But this is this is some of the stuff. Um, and I, I point out in here, your next of kin has to apply, and that payment is not even guaranteed, even if they apply, because it's an application. And I said, what do you want to bet? That they'll be trying all sorts of legal gymnastics to say the vaxxed person died of anything, including the convids, which they haven't proven to exist, in order to get out of pain. Now, Steve Kirsch pointed out, that though this hasn't taken place in the States, it's just now started, but it started with infants. He says, Northwell and Good Samaritan in W. Islip, New York. I guess that's West Islip, New York. I've, I've never heard of West Islip, but anyway. Nevertheless, I learn something new every day. West Islip, uh, New York are covering funeral costs for stillborns of mothers vaccinated during pregnancy. Now, the question is, why are they doing that? Because they know. It's not because they don't know. They know what it's doing. They are engaged in murder. They're not engaged in science. They're not engaged in healthcare. They are engaged in murder. Yes, you can quote me on that. 
That's what they're done. That's 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 what they're engaged in. That's up in New York. But this is in Australia. They're going to offer the people, hey, we need you to get get the shot. You've got to get the shot to protect everybody, to protect yourself, and we're going to cover your funeral expenses. <laughs> it just if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, you are outside of your mind. There is no way I'm taking that. If you believe so much in it that you have to give me a free funeral, yeah, we got a problem there. All right, so while this is going on, okay, now I know I can already hear the, the Trumpites and everybody else going after me saying, oh, you're, you're like the Mockingbird media going after You need to understand something. Trump is not under attack. He's not. Trump is part of it. He's part of the WWE. He's part of the show. He's part of the movie. He's part of the acting that's going on here. And you're getting caught up in it. Has Trump been arrested? Huh? All of all these people that worked with him have been had their houses raided. Roger Stone was had his house raided and he was arrested. His 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 attorney Michael Cohen home arrested, office uh, excuse me, home uh raided office raided, and he was arrested. Why isn't Trump arrested? Hmm. Well, he's just too smart for them, Tim. Don't you know he plays 5D chess? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, he's clever. He knows what to say and when to say it. He knows when to keep his mouth shut, which is a little bit. But you look at his history and you look at his character in that history. And if you're honest, you do not see an upright man. If you're honest. If you want to compare him to Joe Biden or Barack Hussein Obama's store spark it, knock yourself out. But I'm saying you have a standard. And this is what drives me crazy about Christians. When you hold the standard up and you say, well, the Bible says that for a man to lead the people of God, to be an example to them and to manage the household of God, he needs to, and God gives lists. And it's all character qualifications for the most part. An elder has a desire to teach, so that's something that isn't necessarily character. It's something that comes from within. It's a desire. But the character is there. He's got to lead his family. He's got to love his wife, love his children, teach them. They have to be in submission. They have to be believers. And the Christian church has tossed that out when it comes to the civil sphere and says, we don't need a guy like that because we're not having a pastor in chief. And then they wonder why they will go after the guy and they will defend him when when his character is not beyond reproach. They have to wonder about that. And I have friends. I have people that I learned a lot of stuff from from reading their books who take their books when they hold this kind of thing up and they speak about the law of God and they speak about the character. And all, they toss those books out for the sake of what's politically expedient. Shame on you. Shame on you for doing that. We have to vote the lesser of two evils. Well, you're still siding with evil. Moses would say, those of you who are on the Lord's side, get over here. Those of you who want to be on the side of evil, over there. Pick your side. Quit, quit straddling the, 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 the split of the earth where the Lord has split it. Get on one side or the other. Because you're not helping anybody by saying one thing with your mouth, and then when your actions come around for political expediency, you change your tune. 
Stop doing that. So, what's coming up? Tomorrow, there will be a deposition of President Donald Trump. What about, Tim? There's a rape lawsuit against him. Another one. Oh, Tim, I can hear it. I already know, already know the arguments. And I, there's for many of it, I can agree with you. I'm cynical about some of this stuff that is politically driven, this, that, and the other. But these kind of lawsuits have been going on for 30 years or more with Donald Trump. This one's from E. Jean Carroll. And um, he lost his bid to chuck the lawsuit. So, tomorrow, October the 19th, he's scheduled for a deposition. Now, if you've seen any of Donald Trump's depositions, you know that he doesn't live up to all the stuff he puts on television for you. Talks about his great memory, all this stuff. Go back and look at the one where they were inter- where they were deposing him over his uni- Trump University. Go back and look at how much he doesn't know. How much he said, I don't recall, I don't know, I don't know these people. But yet he was out there telling, oh, these are great guys. I know them. They this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. He's a used car salesman. That's what he is. No offense to used car salesman. So we have a report from Reuters, and yeah, they're, they're, they're Mockingbird Media. That doesn't mean they don't get certain facts straight, okay? That doesn't mean they don't get certain facts straight. I've often said this. In fact, uh, there are some uh, preachers that I used to listen to, they would say, we usually go and get our background, our historical background, from what we would call liberals. Because they would get those facts right. It was just the conclusions they would draw. They weren't scriptural. But they would get all of the background correct, so that's how they would kind of get their stuff. So Reuters report says, Donald Trump on Wednesday, this was last Wednesday, lost a bid to delay a defamation lawsuit brought by writer E. Jean Carroll after he denied having raped her ahead of it, which he's denied all of this stuff, okay? And I'm going to get to why that we should at least give a hearing to what's being said about him, okay? I'm going to give that in just a minute. Um, Donati raped her ahead of a deposition of the former U.S. president scheduled for October 19th. Carol sued Trump in November 2019. That's been three years now. Five months after he denied raping her in the mid-1990s in the Manhattan department store dressing room, Trump said, she's not my type. I, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, I went back, I looked at some old pictures of Miss Carol. She looks a lot different than she does now, that's for sure. I would say she fits perfectly at that time into his type. I, when you look at the other women who who he's been with, she would fit perfectly into his type. Maybe not now, but then. More recently, Trump also claimed that he was shielded from Carroll's lawsuit by federal immunizing government employees from defamation claims. Trump in September sought to put Carroll's case on hold after the Second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan left it to Washington, D.C., appeals court to decide whether Trump acted as president when he branded Carroll a liar in 2019. Carroll then accused Trump of stonewalling. On Wednesday, U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan said, completing the deposition of Trump before the District of Columbia Appeals Court, rules would impose no undue burden on Mr. Trump, let alone irreparable injury. 
Robert Kaplan, a lawyer for Carroll, said in a statement, we are pleased that Judge Kaplan agreed with our position not to stay discovery in this case. Uh, Alina Haba, a lawyer for Trump, said, we look forward to establishing on the record that this case is and always has been entirely without merit. Separate from the defamation lawsuit, Carol, a former Elle magazine columnist, plans to sue Trump on November 24th for battery and afflicting emotional distress. Okay, there's a couple of things here. The first one is, and I would say it's a scriptural one. She claims that he raped her in the mid-1990s. Now, I don't know if she came out immediately on that. And it's just now getting around to, to, to where this... I, I agree. That I'm, so I'm going to... Uh, Carol Ann's at, why did she wait until uh, he's an officer suing? I agree. So that's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take that argument. So I can, I can see how there can be a political uh, angle to this. No question about it. I, I'll put that up there. The other part is, what are going to be the details? And... Then, what is the character that we have seen with other women throughout history, or Trump's history? I'll get to that in a moment. But let's go to the Scripture first, because the Scripture speaks about different kinds of things like this. Let's remind ourselves. Donald Trump committed adultery on his first wife with the lady who would become his second wife. He committed adultery on the second wife with the woman who would become his third wife. And we have allegations that he has committed adultery in the relationship he has with Melania Trump. Now, allegations are not proof. I get it. But the other things are proof. that He even admits it. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not trying to tear down the man. These are allegations that are there. And this is the guy, remember, he's on, he's on record. You heard his own voice saying, you grab them by their crotch, the women. Okay, But when we go to Deuteronomy 22, here's what we read. If any man take a wife and go into her and hate her and give her occasion of speech against her and bring up an evil name upon her and say, I took this woman and when I came to her, I found her not a maid. In other words, he takes her as his wife. She's supposed to be a virgin. That's how she's presented to him on, uh, her, on his wedding day. He goes into her. He has he consummates the marriage in a in a sexual relationship, and he says she's not a maid or she's not a virgin. And what would happen was is the uh, the 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 couple would have a sheet, and so when that consummation would take place, the woman would bleed as a result of that initial intercourse that was going on. That sheet would then be wrapped up. It would be given to her father as proof she was a virgin so that a guy couldn't come back and say something like this. Did everybody understand? Okay. All right. So then what happens? Verse 15. Then shall the father of the damsel and her mother take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel's virginity unto the elders of the city and the gate. That's this, that's this sheet to show she was a virgin. And lo, he hath given occasions of speech against her, saying, I found not thy daughter a maid, and yet these are the tokens of my daughter's virginity. You, in other words, you have dishonored my daughter by making such a claim. And they shall spread the cloth before the elders of the city, and the elders of the city shall take that man and chastise him. 
and they shall immerse him in an hundred shekels of silver and give them unto the father the damsel because he hath brought up an evil name upon a virgin of Israel. It's pretty serious stuff. This is bearing false witness, a violation of the ninth commandment. And she shall be his wife. He may not put her away all his days. But if this thing be true and the tokens of virginity be not found for the damsel, then they shall bring out the damsel to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her with stones that she die, because she hath wrought folly in Israel to play the whore in her father's house, so shalt thou put away, put evil away from among you. And then he goes through several scenarios here. He says, if a man be found lying with a woman married to an husband, then they shall both of them die, or both the man that lay with the woman and the woman, so thou shalt put away the evil from Israel. So if you've got two people uh, who are, or if you've got at least uh, a woman who's married, and the guy goes into her, uh, they're both to be put to death. That's, that's adultery, okay? If a damsel that is a virgin be betrothed unto a husband, which betrothal was as close to marriage as you could be. It was, it was far more serious than how we do engagements today. Far more serious. In fact, you see Mary traveling with Joseph, whom she was betrothed to, staying at the same inn, and, or going to seek to stay at the same inn and do all that stuff, before they had consummated their marriage. That's how, that's how serious they took it. She was considered his woman, his wife. You, he says, uh, if the damsel that is a virgin be betrothed unto a husband and a man find her in the city and lie with her, then you shall bring them both out unto the gate of the city, and you shall stone them with stones that they die. The damsel, because she cried not, this, this comes up over and over, being in the city. In other words, if she just screamed out when this guy was engaged in sexual intercourse, if she really didn't want him there, she would have screamed out, somebody in the city would have heard her. And would have come to her aid. Being in the city, and the man, because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife, so thou shalt put away evil from among you. But if a man find a betrothed damsel in the field, and the man force her and lie with her, then the man only that lay with her shall die. In other words, if she comes back after what's taken place, and she tells what's going on, she points out the guy, there to kill that guy. There to put him to death. For he found her in the field, and betrothed the damsel cried, uh, the betrothed damsel, damsel cried, and there was none to save her. If a man find a damsel that is a virgin, which is not betrothed, in other words, she's just a single chick out here, you know, doing whatever she's doing, and lay hold on her and lie with her, and they and they be found. Then the man that lay with her shall give unto the damsel's father fifty shekels of silver, and she shall be his wife, because he hath humbled her. He may not put her away all his days. Now, I've read some guys, even guys like Calvin, who say, well, this is rape. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. He does take her. That There is a, a term of that, but then that's also used uh, when we go back into passages like um, uh, where Abraham gets uh, uh, his servant to go and get Isaac a wife, and he takes her into the tent. So the, the, the key to me in this one is they be found. It's almost like they have this affection for one another. They've been seeing each other, and they're both going to go into it together. Now they're forced to become husband and wife, and the, the man's going to pay a dowry, 50 shekels of silver to the father, and he cannot divorce her. Okay, So that's what's going on. So there's principles here, and so this is why I say, well, when these ladies are making these accusations, if they made them up front, 
it may I can buy it a lot more than if they wait till a political you know political opportunity. So I'm I'm with you guys who asked that question. But there's a whole slew of things. Now I could take time and I could play this video, but you guys can play it yourself. This is Donald Trump talking about his own daughter. Letting other men like Howard Stern talk about her as a piece of you know what? How many of you men out there would allow another man to talk about your daughter like that? Or your wife? Or your aunt? Or your mother? No, you wouldn't allow that. Donald Trump sits there and says, yeah, yeah. All this stuff. You can watch the video for yourself. All the weird moments between him and Ivanka. But there are at least 26 women who have accused Trump of sexual misconduct since the 1970s. Let me give you a couple of names. Jessica Leeds. He was like an octopus. His hands were everywhere. Hmm. Then he caught, when she spoke out against it, he called her a name. He called me the worst name ever, she said. It was shocking. It was like a bucket of cold water being thrown over me. Then in the 1994 divorce deposition, Trump's first wife, who has uh, passed, Ivana, accused him of raping her in a fit of rage in 1989. That's his, that's his, that's his ex-wife, the one he cheated on before. Kristen Anderson, a photographer and model, former model, said Trump reached under her skirt and touched her vagina through her underwear at a New York City nightclub in the early 1990s. Well, that goes right along with what he said, doesn't it? You just grab him by... Right? Isn't that what he said? And and yet, I will find people who will defend Trump over that. Look, I get it of, of the time frame. But yet, they'll defend it even when the evidence, the character is all there. Jill Harth, a businesswoman who worked with Trump in the 1990s, told The Guardian in July uh, 2016 that Trump pushed her against the wall, put his hand up her skirt, tried to kiss her at a dinner at his Mar-a-Lago resort in the early 1990s. These are all different women. Lisa Boyne, a health food business entrepreneur, told Huffington Post in 2016 that she attended a 1996 dinner with Trump and modeling agent John Casablancas, during which several other women in attendance were forced to walk across a table in order to leave. I'm going to hold over a couple because I got some things I want to say concerning this and us as men, okay? So if you want to catch that, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Catch Bradley at 3, and we'll be back in the morning with you bright and early with the Comic Core Diva, Lynn Taylor, Rotten Core Wednesday. See you then. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and uh, let's just continue with a couple of these, and then I want to make reference to what, you know, Scripture says that, that should be for us as men. Two Miss Teen USA contestants told BuzzFeed News in 2016. And again, all of this was running up to the, uh, all of these stories were running up to the election and stuff. No question about that. I recognize these things are there. Trump walked in on them while they were changing in their dressing room during the 1996 pageant. I remember putting on my dress really quick because I was like, oh my God, there's a man in here. Mariah, uh, Mariah Bellotto who represented Vermont in 1997, told BuzzFeed. Bellotto added that Trump said something along the lines of, don't worry, ladies, I've seen it all before. And he he's on record saying stuff like this. It, you can see videos where he talks about this is one of his, his perks of being over the Miss USA and whatever other things he's over there. 
is he gets to go in and check out the women. Temple Taggart, a former Miss Utah, said that Trump kissed me directly on the lips. Uh, Kathy Heller said she was attending a Mother's Day brunch with her husband, children, and in-laws at Mar-a-Lago in 1990s when Trump approached her table, introduced himself to her, and forcibly kissed her. He took my hand and grabbed me and went for the lips. Said it left her angry and shaken. Amy Doris, in an interview published in September 2020, that Trump forcibly kissed her, groped her all over her body, and gripped her tightly so she couldn't get away in his U.S. Open VIP box on September 5th, 1997. He just shoved his tongue down my throat and I was pushing him off. And then that's when his grip became tighter. His hands were very gropey and all over my butt, my breast, my back, everything. I was in his grip and I couldn't get out of it. 24-year model. Karina Virginia, a yoga instructor and life coach, told the Post that Trump groped her as she waited for a car outside the U.S. Open in New York 1998. Karen Johnson, regular at Mar-a-Lago Resort in Florida, said Trump pulled her behind the tapestry and kissed and groped her without her consent during a New Year's Eve party there in the early uh, 2000s. I'm a tall girl. I had six-inch heels on. I still remember looking up at him, and he's strong, and he just kissed me. I was so scared because of who he was. I don't even know where it came from. I didn't have a say in the matter. I mean, I can go on. There's several other stories. You see them. I, I break them up according to what little bit we know of what the women said. Now, some of these women, just talking about him groping them or kissing them, and they may not, they, they obviously are traumatized, at least that's what they're communicating after what happened, but it's not the same as a rape to, in their minds, obviously, because some of these didn't go and press charges, I guess. Maybe some of them did try to. We've seen some who went and pressed charges or filed lawsuits. One lady, um, I, I think I ended it here somewhere. Uh, yeah, here. Uh, Trump had lawsuits filed against him twice and subsequently dropped by an unidentified woman who claims that he raped her when she was 13 years old. She was a Jane Doe in there because she was a child when she alleges it happens. So... And then you have just the character that you know of the man that you can see on video, that you can hear him say with his own mouth. And it lines perfectly with what some of these women are talking about. Lines perfectly with it. Well, Tim, he's got money. He could have anyone. That's not the issue of the human heart. This, you see, you're looking outside of things. There's all kinds of money. Think of, uh, what's the guy's name? Weinstein, right? Guy had lots of money. He could have he could have bought women if that's what he wanted, but he that's not what he did, did he? That's not what he did. Same thing was said of you know Bill Cosby. Oh, the trauma I faced as a kid liking Bill Cosby, but anyway. How should he have been? Well, the Bible tells us. Ephesians chapter five. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. That doesn't mean you get trampled on. That doesn't mean you get treated like a dog or you're beaten. It means you submit to him out of, out of love for him. Why? 
because he's supposed to be this. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. It's a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Christ and the church is a picture, or, or the man and the wife is a picture of Christ and his church. How Jesus loves his church. We as men should seek to love our wives in a similar fashion. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Is that what we're seeing with Donald Trump? Let me ask a question, a little more personal. Is that what we see in ourselves as men? Are we loving our wives as Christ loved the church? Or do we still have the bachelor kind of mentality? Something to think about there. There's some, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I, I've got some videos uh, that I've put up. They'll be in there in the archives later on today uh, at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But think about that. When I asked that last question, see, here's the real, here's the real issue for a lot of people who go to, go to the voting polls. They will vote somebody in there. That's just like them. They'll vote somebody in who's just like them. Somebody they can give excuses for, for whatever improprieties, sins, bad behavior that they do. And when they have their team's jersey on, they'll make excuses for the bad behavior. When they have the other team's jersey on, they'll point out every facet of the crime. Do you see what's going on? It's called hypocrisy. It's called hypocrisy. And boy, we're covered in it. We're covered in it. We need repentance. We, we, as Bradley said, we need reformation too. But we need repentance among us as the people who name the name of Christ. Uh, I hope today's been helpful for you. And uh, I hope that you uh, benefit from the information we shared. Again, Christ calls us to himself. He calls us to repentance. And he has made a way whereby we can be reconciled to the Father uh, through him. But we come on his terms. We've got to leave our sin behind. We've got to leave our old life behind. And we've got to follow hard after him. Guys, have a great day. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern today. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And again, tomorrow will be Rotten to the Core Wednesday with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor. We'll see you then. Lord willing, talk to you then. See you.